Hi, I'm Aaron, and welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle Podcast, a podcast all about, well, you guessed it, hip hop. I will be interviewing artists and exploring the genre I love. My hope is that you will begin to love it as much as I do, if not more. Please like and subscribe and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for any upcoming podcast news. All right, let's get into it. Welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle podcast. I'm with a really uh, fantastic up and coming artist, CJ Green. Uh, So if you haven't uh, heard him coming up, I actually listening to your music, your music isn't what I would say classically hip hop. Like you've definitely got those hip hop elements, but you've got a lot of melody in there. You've got a lot of like different styles. How did you work on that style? Okay, well, first off, man, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. And, um, you know, I used to, like, start out really when I came back to Atlanta. I grew up here, then I moved away, bounced around a lot, came back from D.C. when I was 18. And when I, when I first got back, I was uh, working with a lot of people, just writing for them, you know, trying to get my name out there, just trying to make some money, too. And, you know, I started, so I pick up a little through the things from everyone, you know, from Legends. I like, I like jazz is what really inspires me the most, you know. I really like live music. And jazz is where it's at. So I try to just incorporate a lot of different elements into my own music. And that's kind of where it got me, you know? Sorry, give me one sec, bro. Okay. It's just a... All right. Sorry about that. That was just a glitch in the back end. But um, yeah, you were saying that you, you went, you came back to Atlanta and you started like working with other recording artists? Yeah, yeah, man. So when I came back, you know, I was just uh, I started writing for people mostly when I was like 18, 19, 20, 21, you know, just when I was younger, just getting my feet really into the industry. And you learn a lot. You pick up a lot of things. But also I just realized, like, you know, if I could do it for them, like I can do it for me, too. And so I, I picked up elements from everyone, you know, and I love old school hip hop. I love like I love a lot of pop. I love I love every style of music. You know, I've written for every genre across the board, like country, everything. But jazz is that's my favorite. I love like live instruments and orchestra, symphonies, everything like that. Like saxophone to me is one of the most beautiful instruments. So I just try to take all of that and incorporate it into what I got going, man. And uh, I think it comes out pretty good, man. I'm glad that you like it, bro. So I was going to ask you, like, how does hip hop play into your love of jazz and your love of instruments? Like, where does that fit in the journey of you and you becoming an artist? So hip hop's just, I mean, like rap's always been my thing, man. I'm just like, it comes naturally, like freestyling, anything. Like it's it's just, uh, it comes to me, bro. And um, I feel like, I just, I just got a love for music in general, man. But I think that's the easy, the genre that comes easiest to me, you know, like melodies and stuff like that too, but definitely rap, you know? So it just, I think it's just natural for me. And did you grow up around music? Is that where kind of love came from? Um, no, nah, I mean, my dad used to, he used to listen to jazz all the time, you know, when I was younger. So, I mean, I probably picked up jazz from him, but, um, not really like music in my family as much, but just, uh, growing up, I mean, growing up in Atlanta, Music's all around you. You know, this is like the capital for hip hop. So it, it makes it easy to fall in love with, to say, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's just always really interesting to me because, you know, I didn't grow up in a musical household either. Like music wasn't right. a big part of my growing up. It was other things like sport, education, those things. But I don't remember times where like my parents would play music around the house. Yeah. We would just listen to the radio. So it's interesting to hear that similarly, like, 
you you were exposed to it, but you actually found it on your own through just living life as opposed to directly from your parents. Yeah, man. You know, I, I kind of just pick it up from the people I was around and hanging out with, you know, that type of stuff. Um, definitely, yeah, my household was probably more sports, you know, but I love, you know, I love both of them. I played basketball for a while, too, so it's, it's fun. It both, you know, it's, you got to love for everything. Every, everyone has their thing, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I feel like it's one of those ones where, like, I, like I love sport. I, I reckon it's something that you as a kid got to do. It just teaches you so many things and you don't yeah. have to be good at it, but it like teaches you. The... Pick, pick one of them just to get outside and meet people. Yeah. And then also the competition is fun. It's like, it's kind of, yeah. if, if life is being a bit shitty and you win a game, you feel really good about it. Like it just kind yeah. of has this way of giving you this adrenaline high. Oh, it for sure lifts you up, man. I love sports. I'm actually, uh, I was just at the Hawks playoff game yesterday, man. It was a tough loss. Who do you reckon will win the championship? The championship? If I'm being completely unbiased, I mean, it's Brooklyn. I think it's going to be Brooklyn versus Phoenix in the finals, and Brooklyn wins in six. You know, the good thing about this episode is that when it airs, it will have aired after probably the finals finished or around that time. And so by that time, you'll be able to be like, I said this ages ago, so no one can question whether whether you came through with the prediction. Man, I think I got that one. I think I got this one. I'm pretty confident in that. (laughs) At least, I I mean, yeah. I think everyone knows Brooklyn's going to win, but I say Brooklyn versus Phoenix in game six, they're going to win. So it'll be 4-2. Well, man, if if you do do that, then you can become the official kind of bet maker across oh, yeah. the Hip Hop Hustle podcast. Anytime there's a live event, I'm going that. to my man CJ Green. He's telling us be awesome. what's going to happen. Yeah, I will take that side hustle. I used to <laughs> bet on sports way too much. Not in a bad way, just like, you know, it just, not even like, I, I wasn't even doing bad at it. I was doing good, like really good, making money off of it. But it's just like, it messes your head up, you know? Like, where it, you're always so tense when you're just betting on sports all the time. Like, it, it stresses me out. Yeah, I, to be so honest, much. I never, I never got it because, like, in Australia, yeah. the betting culture, like the casual betting culture, is really big. Like, they'll always talk about multis. Like, yeah, and I know that betting on sport isn't that big in the states yet. Like, I know that they've got. Oh some, no, it's huge. Like, but there's restrictions now, right, in terms of betting agencies and like the the advertising that they can do and stuff like that. I was reading the other day. Maybe, I mean, maybe for the advertising, but there's always, like, um, little websites that you can get in touch with, with, like, bookies that you can do it with. I've had one for a while. I'm not going to put his name out there, but, <laughs> but so maybe maybe it is wrong. Yeah, maybe it's wrong. The government's probably checking that out right now. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird to me because, like, yeah, I, the heaps of people I know just love to put the odd bed and, and the multi and then, but I don't know, I've got... And my uncle actually works at a, he worked at a couple of them. I won't name the names as well, but um, yeah, yeah. it's, uh, it's always stressful to me. Like sport is stressful enough when I'm watching my team. Right. Uh, my money. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, I don't like betting when my team's playing. So like, it'll, it'll just be random teams. Yeah. Yeah. It gives you, it gives you something to, to kind of have some vested interest in, I guess. Yeah. No, I just don't, I don't, I don't like betting when my team's playing. I feel like I curse them somehow. Like it's cursing them. Have you ever like, I don't know about you, but if I'm not watching my team play and I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm scared to turn it on in case like the, I jinx them. I saw so it. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like the only team that happens to me with is our football team, the Falcons, because but I think they're just cursed and I'm blaming myself. I think it's just a team. Yeah, but I, I'll turn. I'll, we'll we'll be up and then I'll turn them on and they'll we'll be right back down. <laughs> There's yeah. so many people who are like that. It's it's awesome. It's so funny. But yeah, yeah, in reality, I think we all know that us watching the TV has no bearing on an outcome. I don't know, man. It might. It really might. Well, it's the it's the <laughs> butterfly effect, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that sounds about right, man. I think I think that uh, we're cursing them in a little bit of a way. Depends on it. Depends on your day. Maybe if you go in with like a super positive mood, it will make them do better. Yeah, I had a thought the other day, like, oh, what if, I what if a player was like, how many people are watching this game, and my attendance affects the outcome of that player's like mindset. Like it's like yeah. twenty three thousand four hundred and fifty two, and fifty two is his unlucky number. Instead of yeah. 51, and it was me who went and fucked that up. Yeah, man, you should have went to the bathroom. He's kind of gone, <laughs> got in a beer, <laughs> headed out, get out the seats. It's your fault, man. He came back a little bit too early from getting a beer. Uh, it's just again, we. I feel like we could talk about sport all day, every day. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I definitely could. I mean, some people don't like to, but yeah, I love it. Oh well, my podcast, I get to do what I like. So what? Can right, I say? <laughs> <laughs> your world, man. We're just living in it. That's it. Well, to be honest, it wouldn't be my world without us like you and 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 coming through. But um, one of the one of the things that interests me because Atlanta is actually really rich in hip hop history. Like the the people that have come and especially South, like in the states, yeah. the, it's like a different genre within in itself. Do you have anyone that you look to as like an inspiration or people that you're like, this is what what I would say is born and bred Atlanta. I'd say like Outcast more than anyone, you know. Outcast would definitely probably be it. If you're talking new, like, are you talking about like right now? Or are you talking about like the history? I'm talking about for you, just in general. Oh, okay. So yeah, Outcast was started off for me like legendary, and then I'd move into like I used to love Travis Porter. They're not as as famous like Travis, Roscoe, Dash, all of them. Bob was dope back when I was growing up. You know, he still is. He still he's still good. And T.I., I'd say he's one of the best doing it now. I got my boy, Sayari, the kid. He's dope. Um, Sayha, the prince, lyrically. It's, it's a lot, bro. It's hard to name everyone. You know, everyone loves the Migos and 2 Chains. It's hard to leave them off. Yeah, um, it's... At the, oh, yeah. yeah, I think Sayha, I've honestly been getting on a Sayha phase at the moment. Like, I've been... Loving Sahai the Prince. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Was my that was my first big show was opening up for him in Miami, man. Really? How was that? It was dope, bro. I mean, you know, that's Kanye's artist. He always has a big crowd wherever he goes. And I I think I was probably like 19. So I wasn't even legally allowed to drink, but they just kept like because I was doing the show with them, like they were just like hella drinks, man. Like everywhere at the club, at the bar, anywhere. It was pretty dope, man. It was a fun experience. So did you open up for him? Yeah, 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 I was one of the openers for him. Yeah, that was like my first big show, like where it was like a huge venue. I like I can only imagine. Like I, I was watching his, uh, his performance on Sway, where he was going through the Black History Project, and he was oh man, them live. He's, yeah, oh it yeah, was he's good, unreal. Yeah, he's one of the best lyricists of all time, easily, in my opinion. Yeah, I, there's Maybe. just so many. Every time I listen to his songs, there's always a line that I'm like, I didn't, I didn't get that the first time. Like I needed oh, to listen yeah. back to it. And I'm like, holy yeah. shit. I, how did I miss that? It's so smart. Yeah. He's got tons of umbrella bars, bro. Like they're, they'd be going all the way. 
past you, bro. You know, it's it's a uh, it's the beauty of like the like the beauty of it is also like that the the best lyricists usually don't get the most credit. You know, usually they're like the underground ones that don't really get the most love. But it's it's a beautiful element for sure. Like he could, he kills it every time, every time, man. Well, that's what I mean. It's like it's weird because I also don't think Sahai gets the props that he deserves. Like. If, yeah. if you sat down and read the lyrics with how he's spitting them, you would oh, yeah. it would blow you away. Like honestly, blow Man. you away because there are so many hidden meanings and there's it's complex and the rhyme scheme is all about like in there and and just surprising you with all this different shit. Oh, bro, it's super dope. Like I I love real hip hop, man. I mean. Really, that's where it's at. That's where I started. I feel like as my career's gone on, I've gone more over into like crossover type music, like pop, you know, like pop type hooks, but still like rap verses. And I mean, I like I like both a lot, but I don't know. You know, it's tough. Directionally, you just want to. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's where I've gone more like jazzy, but still like melodies and stuff like that. Well, I mean, it's whatever matches your skill set, whatever yeah. you know, your fans are looking for at the end of the day. Like, if you don't have the ability like Sai High, and it is really hard for anyone to have that ability, he's, in my opinion, yeah. one of the... He's got to be in the top five right now of lyricists oh, yeah, yeah. out there. So, but oh, if yeah, that's not... Tough. Like, if that's not your skill set, then you got to go oh, to no, what your skill set is. I used to be a writer, bro. I got bars for days, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I'm not saying it's not my skill set. I'm just saying, like, um, I just like more melodic songs nowadays. Like, that's what speaks to me more personally, you know? But I, I think feel it's like, more for, for artists listening to you because some people feel like they have to go into one direction or another. Like, right. Some people aren't great at melody. They aren't great at creating catchy hook. They aren't great at that. Oh, so, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So you got to stick yeah. within your lane. And if you can do what you're doing, which is jumping, then do that yeah, as yeah. well. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. I, I try to like, I feel like I have so many unreleased songs on my phone and it's like most of them sound so different. You know, like it's every song sounds like it, it could be a different person coming from me, you know, and that, that's that's almost a fault to a T because you do like when you say give your fans what they want. So it's like fans, sometimes they don't really know exactly what's coming. I like the surprise part. I like being able to sound like different a lot because you'll never get tired of them. But at the same time, people might like one style way better than the other one. They'll be like, oh, I wish you was doing that stuff, like the old shit. You know, so it, it is like a thin line on which which way do you cross it. But I like I like doing different stuff all the time. I think it makes it more interesting, you know? Yeah, and I think it's more interesting as the evolution of an artist. Like my biggest right. complaint about some artists is I heard this three albums ago. Like I already yeah, know yeah. this, you can do this, but I want to see you get better. And I want oh, to see you the test growth? yourself. Yeah. yeah. Where's the growth? Yeah, yeah. It just depends oh, on the fan. And like, I feel like you and I are very similar, like as fans of the genre and as fans of like pure hip hop, you want to see artists challenge themselves and you want to see them go for something different. Oh, for sure, man. You you, you always want to see people people grow in any, in, whether any job they have, you know, if you really like somebody, you want to see them grow. You want to see them get better, you know, be, but whatever makes people, I think a lot of it is like a lot of people in music in general, they just like, once you get like 10 albums in, man, you just start running out of ideas. I think that's why a lot of people like will start out doing their own music, all of them, like writing everything. And then they'll start picking up teams of writers because I think, and I think a lot of it is like just the stress with now you're this huge celebrity. You got to do like 10 different events in like a week. You got to travel from place to place, do tours and stuff. You're like, 
it takes kind of takes your mind off of the reason you started to actually fall in love with music. And that's like the inspiration of it. So I think people not even like they're too busy. It's just like they kind of lose that inspirational part along the journey. You know, I, one of my questions has always been, how do you keep writing? Because like I understand when it's early in your career, it's like you're, you're sharing, yeah, yeah. You're, you're showing it out. But then when you become successful, like it, it's no longer the same struggle. So you still got to put out music that is yeah. that is still engaging. So, you know, for you, your career's coming up. We can see the success. Right. How do you Thank keep you. putting out music in terms of that you believe in, that you feel is still engaging, even though it's you're not in the same position, obviously, as when you began? Okay, so see, to me, it's like, I hope that never happens to me. I can't tell you for sure, because I'm still, I'm only 25, so I can't tell you for sure. But in my opinion, let me show you, let me turn this camera around. So like, do you see this tree right here? Yeah. That's a song, bro. You see, you hear the birds over here, or the sunset, you see the sun coming going down over there? And kind of in the background, that, that's yeah. a song too, man. Everything, everything around me, that's a song. To me, like the way I see life is a song. Because God just gives you so much inspiration in the world, bro. And it's a shame. Like, all people are different. I understand. Like, I'm not trying to go in on one. But I'm saying, like, I, I could just never lose the inspiration to make songs. Like, even, even when you go into, like, a store and you see, you, you overhear conversations, right? Like, let's just say at a grocery store or something like that. You, you overhear conversations every day. Well, so, like anyone's conversation you can hear people fighting you can hear people going over like a hard time or anything it doesn't have to be your personal story you know you could write about other people's lives and there's just millions of stories to be heard billion billions right it's just time is time is always gonna go so i, I don't get how people run out of stuff they want to say or inspiration because it's everywhere for me personally so i i went off my bad yeah no i to be honest i love when when people go off on on tangents and, and schemes. Yeah, like, go for it, man. Yeah. Like I said, like I said, off, off, uh, off, uh, before we started recording, you can do whatever you want. You could just absolutely go for it. So, um, yeah, don't apologize for that at all, my man. Like you just keep, okay. you got, if you got a rant in you, just go for it. I'm, I just go for thing. it, man. Just go for it. Got but I think, do you think that maybe when, when that happens, that's the true test of an artist? What part? The when they see success, whether they can actually sustain the quality of music that they had while they were coming up. Yeah, I mean, for some people, like they to me, like they never had it in them. A lot of a lot of artists coming out are gimmicks. They just want they just have that. They they work so much on their image, but they got nothing to say, and that's why they get exposed in interviews. A lot of artists will have a one hit out, and they'll get called in to do interviews, and they're just sitting there like high or drunk, and they have nothing to say because. They don't know someone else. They're industry plants. A lot of artists are placed into success because of their look or or they're popular on social media, but they're not really that good, you know, and it's they're going to crumble, bro. It's just a matter of time. It's a matter of time. So, like, for the people that really are truly talented in here, like anyone listening that you feel like you're honestly super talented, your, your homies lift you up, your family lift you up, like and, and you just know you got it. Like, it's just persistence, man. Persistence is key. And investing in yourself, that's like like a business. You as a, as any type of artist, you know, it's just like a business. You gotta your brand is your business, so you gotta keep investing in yourself, man. And that, that's what you gotta do. You gotta believe, and persistence always pays off. Always. Well, I was gonna ask you. You touch on something really important, and that's self awareness. And yeah, 
how did you work on that? Like, how do you get to a point where you're actually critical enough to be like, this is what I need to be working on and also self-aware enough to be like, all right, but I got the skill set to make this work. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess it's just, to me, everything in my journey is trial and error. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of no's, a lot of getting fucked over, you know, people like people that are supposed to do something for you. They're super serious. And then they scam you and take some of your money. Then you find someone else that is better. So, I mean, it's just not giving up. And when you get kicked down, you just got to keep going, you know? It's it. Building, building your team of people that you trust and you know are good at what they do, that's the most important thing, man, is having your team. Yeah, it sounds like you got to be, you got to have that goal and you got to have that drive to get that goal regardless of what obstacles are in front of you. I think that's the real challenge for a lot of people just in life. And, and I'm sure you oh, see yeah, it a anything. lot. Like you see it a lot with with your fans is that they will come to you and be like, how did you do it? How did you come from nothing? How did you come from and an nothing in the sense that you had no name in the industry? And how do you get to where you are now yeah. in spite of all those challenges and in spite of all those obstacles that are put in front of you? And, and I think that a lot of people can't or don't feel they can do it. I, yeah. You, it- it's strange. I've had days. I'm, I mean, I've had days like that for sure. I, I still have days like that. I think, I think um, as humans, we have doubt in, embedded in our brain just from the way the world works. You always have a tiny doubt, but you just got to know how to tell your doubt to shut up, right? Like you got to look at yourself in the mirror when you're, when you're feeling down on yourself and say, no, do better. Just do better. Or like not even do better sometimes. Sometimes you could be doing great and it still won't work out. You just got to stay positive, man. You got to, be- it really comes down to how much do you believe in yourself? How much? Like a lot of people believe in themselves to a certain point and they're like, oh man, no, I should stop. And, and it's cool. It's cool to have a backup. That's awesome. It's cool to let music or painting or dancing or, or whatever your creative outlet is be a side hustle for a while. And it's cool to have a regular job and just have something you want to do to express yourself. But if it's what you love, you should never stop doing it completely. Like, even if it's just something you do fine, just, you know, but believing in yourself is the, the, the thing that will get you the farthest, you know? Well, I couldn't say it better myself because, yeah, like, you. Know, I, like I, I, when I started this podcast, and yeah. to be honest, I still have a full-time job. Like, I still, like, this is the side hustle, but... I love this way more. So I know this yeah. is going to take off at some point. But it's, it's where like, your heart is. Yeah. And because I can do this for free. Like, yeah. Like that's the difference. I would never yeah. rock up at work for free. I would do this for yeah. free. That's the yeah. real difference is that regardless right. of what happens, I love this and you love music and everything else is a bonus, but the passion yeah. starts it. That's like the fuel. Oh, man. It's got to, bro. You got to have your why. People always ask for that in PowerPoint presentations for big businesses, for everything. You, what's your why? Like, why? Why are you doing? And I mean, if you don't, if you don't have that, I don't know what to tell you, man. You got to do some soul searching. And just try shit. Like, no one expects you to have it figured out by the time you're 20, by the time you're 30. Oh, no. Like, you just got to be willing to try. Like, that's always my advice to people. Like, I don't know what you'd be good at, but I know that you can try and find something that you can try new shit and then eventually you'll find what you love. Yeah, for sure, man. How do you overcome that self-doubt? You were talking about that self-doubt where you have days where you're like, maybe 
this is all too much or maybe I'm not doing what I should be doing. But how do you overcome that or those days? Um, just having, I think having positivity around you is, is always good. Your circle is going to, you know, it's it's going to define you, not not only as a person, but it just, it helps you, you grow, I feel like, with the people around you. So I, I just like have, I feel like my team that's around me now, like anytime I'm having like a self-doubting day or a bad day, you know, whatever it is, some put me in a bad mood. I feel like I have people that will cheer me up. My kids, I mean, like my kids are the biggest thing that keep me going all the time. I just got this done. It's my, just got this tattoo. Oh, my kids dark. walking down the beach. Thank you, man. But um, yeah, it's, uh, I feel like that, you just got to have the right people around you. You got to have the right motivation. You just, it's got to be in you, man. You got to, it's, it's got to, your life experiences shape you, man. And I mean, the, the things I've been through in my life growing up, it's just like, I don't take no for an answer. So I get mad at myself for doubting myself, you know? Yeah, but I think it's natural, like you said, it's part of the journey. Yeah, it's natural. And, it is natural. And, and for those people who are obviously listening to this, didn't see the tattoo, it's an awesome tattoo. It's like a, a black silhouette on a beach and there's like the the ocean. Yeah. I think there's palm trees I saw as well. It's black and gray. So really yeah. good piece. I'm sure it's probably on your Instagram. Look at me tying it into into plug-in, plug-in CJ Green hey, on, on Instagram. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> let's go cj green though <laughs> how old are your kids man like how is it being a father and, and being an artist so my son's four and my daughter's one and it's the best man i mean i wouldn't trade it i had kid my, my son when i was really young so i was 20 and that's hard you know it's, it's hard and maybe if I, I but if i could go back i wouldn't do it differently you know because uh it just gives you motivation it gives you more life experience it makes you mature it made me be a better person generally, like with my lifestyle. So, you know, yeah, it's the best, man. It's awesome. You said be as an artist. Yeah. Cause uh, like that journey is really interesting to me. Like you, you have a, a child, you're 20, you're trying to establish yourself as an artist. And now you have yeah. the added responsibility of now you have a human to look after in addition to a career that you want to make. Yeah, man. So my kids like, the way I, I do business is too, like, um, so I stay busy, but usually I just, me um, and Angela, we bring the kids with us, you know, like where we go, like to the office and stuff like that. Like my kids come to the studio all the time and just kick it. Um, the only, uh, we travel, like when we, we just did a family trip to the Rocky Mountains and the, de- and the desert and um, like near Phoenix. So when we were in Denver, we were like on a family trip, you know, just chilling. But I also did a couple interviews when I was out there. And they just came with us, man, having a good time. Everyone showed them love. You know, we were chilling. They they played a shout out to Barbershop Uncut, man. In uh, Denver, they they showed mad hospitality. And they they had they were like one of them was playing uh, games with my son, like video games while I was uh, doing an interview out there. So it was super, they're, they're super chill. You know, it's kind of like they adapt to the lifestyle and it's made my kids like really cool. So I like it, man. You know, it's fun. My kids are super cool because they're just like in, in cool environments a lot. And how do they like? Do you show them your music, or do you, are they not at that age oh, where? Yeah, man. Come on, bro. They're there when <laughs> I make some of it, man. What you mean? My daughter, my daughter dances every time my music comes on. She starts breaking out dancing. She's only one. That's so <laughs> cool, man. That's so cool. Because I'm like, because I'm not, a, I'm not a parent. Um, but I like, cause my love for hip hop is like so deep. I'm like, how old can I realistically start showing some of the songs that I love to, to my kids? 
Cause well, I wouldn't play like, like some raunchy, dirty stuff. But I mean, I curse on a regular basis. So my kids hit not at them, but you know, just in general, like I'll be like, oh shit, or something like that. You know, I just I curse a lot. Yeah, because so, like, I feel so. like Outcast is actually good. Is like a good medium. It's like not too aggressive in that sense. Like I love some gangster yeah. shit as well. Like I don't think yeah, I could yeah. I could ever play like big pun or I could play you know big L. Like those things have to be in my private time and then. You know, you gotta ease them into into the water. You can't go to the to the yeah. craziest shit. To me, the only stuff I wouldn't play like around my kids like super bad is like some of that dirty sex music, you know, like the the real raunchy stuff. That's the only thing. Cause I don't want my kids saying stuff like that or like, you know, thinking, you know, that's that's too that's that's like too graphic. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, nah, not really. Hey, it's too graphic for for some adults, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Some adults hate that stuff. <laughs> Man. A lot of those hate that stuff. Yeah, it's it's just it's just weird, I guess. Like each each person has their own taste, and dep- I guess oh, it yeah. depends also how like open you are with talking about that shit. Like it's yeah. and, and hip hop is especially open. Like they talk about everything. There and there is no nothing in hip hop that is like too far. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, bro. And I mean, I don't. I, it doesn't bother me. Like I, I know tons of people that aren't necessarily like fans of mine that I'm cool with, like that, like businessmen and stuff like that that I work with all the time. They know I do music. They might not like it, but I mean, that doesn't stop me from being their friend. You know, it's cool. It is what it is. Everyone's got their own lifestyle, like their choices. You know. Yeah. So tell me about these businesses. So you're saying because you mentioned you were doing side hustle. You're always keeping busy. Like, what have you been working on? Oh, so I used to sell and make jerseys. Like, I, I still do, but I stopped kind of during Corona, like, just with shipping and everything. So, like, but I would do them for, like, celebrities sometimes and stuff like that. And um, so we're, we're just, uh, me and my girl, we're making, we're starting to do, like, we have printing presses and everything. So in the office, we're going to do, like, baby clothes, like, kids clothes, um, hats. I used to do hats. And I'm going to come back with the jerseys, like, bracelets, glasses, everything. We're going to try to make, like, a monthly subscription box where we send it out, like, every couple months if you're subscribed to it with just, like, a couple of different items in it. Um, I'm getting into Airbnbs that I've been doing. It's, uh, it's, it's good money, man, and it's, it's fun. You know, the Airbnb business. Atlanta's popular, so you're never out of business with that type of stuff. I think Australia would be, it's probably great business there too um, for Airbnbs, right? It is. It's just expensive as a motherfucker at the moment. It is so expensive. To invest in it? Yeah, to buy properties. Like, it depends where you purchase, uh, but yeah. like, if, yeah. if I'm looking in like around the area that I live, like a two bedroom apartment will cost you close to a million. Two bed, two bathroom. Close oh, to a million. It is expensive as hell. And what if about you- to like, what about to like lease it and then lease it and then do the Airbnbs off of that? You just got to find somebody that's cool with yeah, it. Yeah, and you got to find something that's cheap enough because the rent obviously is also expensive. Like you're talking close to 2K a month, depending on two bed, two bathroom, like something that, that you would want to lease. And then the properties, like any property right now that you want to buy, you know, decent size land, you're talking, you know, a mil and a half, like, that's something that you like it's a lot of money like we're talking about yeah. and so there's but a big, you say like a million and a half for like a two or three bedroom apartment not nah, for like a, a house like a two or three bedroom oh, okay, house. house but like okay or, or like still, yeah it's just for like a regular house or like a really nice mansion not nah, for a regular house in like a good area like i'm talking that's like cool. southeast uh, like in like uh like there's a bunch of areas like caulfield side bentley like it is very expensive and a lot of young people damn. are actually saying like it's too expensive and 
Yeah, that's crazy, man. Like, oh, it's, it's crazy. It's like yeah. the boom. So there's there's a lot of theories about the the market will go back down, and and yeah, it's it's honestly very tough out here to. You got to have two income household to be able to afford. Yeah, like that you got to be yes. earning hundred plus to be able. So to- are people just like are people just like more moving out that area? Like there's there's a lot better cheaper areas outside of it, or is it all like super hood where it's cheaper? Nah, so it's there are areas. So there's they're always making new areas. So Melbourne's like a really big city. I think it's the largest city. Yeah, yeah. In the world, in terms of just on a land basis. So oh, there's like really? in the yeah, world, it's wow. really wide. It's really big. So it's like there's always all these different areas, but they're starting to come up. They're getting more government funding and stuff like that because otherwise, it's just not not affordable. Yeah, man, that's wild, bro. Like that's crazy. I thought Atlanta was expensive. That's wild. <laughs> Oh, I, I, to be honest, I don't understand. Like some, some places are even more expensive than this, which I, I can't like, it's just, it just becomes at a point where like people grow up and then they can't even imagine themselves buying a house because it's too expensive. Yeah. That's, that's such a, a shitty mentality too. That like really hurts to hear that. Yeah. You yeah. might as well, man, you might as well move, bro. It's going to be that bad. There's plenty of cities out there. <laughs> my plan, my plan is to definitely afford it, but it, I, I think it's yeah, more. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not saying don't afford it. Yeah. It's just like, but it's, crazy. it's more for some people. I think it's sometimes you've got to start in a different area. Like, yeah, yeah. everyone wants the mansion. I like, right. I want the mansion. Right. But sometimes yeah, yeah. you got it. You could start with the apartment and you start with the smaller house and you work your way up. It's a step-by-step. You don't go from zero to a million. But for 1.5, you know, I rather have three $500,000 big houses that are kind of like a mansion in different places than that one there. And my, that's just me though. Yeah. And there are areas like that. Like my uncle, my, my uncle bought one, um, uh, for under a mil, uh, in a, in Mm -hmm. a further out area. So like you can get those properties. They're just further out of like suburban Melbourne. Like I live right now, probably about. 20 minute train from the city like i'm close okay. to the city so like okay, it's, it's a good area but if you want to go further out you can find something affordable like it's like i said it's huge but those really popular areas they're they're expensive. Yeah. yeah man i mean yeah that's crazy well i'm glad you i'm glad you're happy there man because you're definitely paying for your happiness <laughs> yeah well i don't let me be clear i'm not I'm, I'm not saying it's expensive and i own one of those houses i'm renting like everybody else yeah so yeah, me, yeah yeah people are gonna start going oh look at this <laughs> motherfucker saying it's yeah, expensive and he's say, living yeah. in the area yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. let me make that clear <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's funny man no, this apparel business so that actually interested me so how did you start coming up with the with the idea to to sell clothing um i mean it's just hot bro i mean it's just like i love i have a love for jerseys for like every sport and um i feel like people like i think too many it's not bad to have your own merch you need to you know but i think too many artists focus on like merches with like their name on it only or their face on it only and they don't focus enough on like that's a niche market right so your fans are gonna like that but it, you want to, to me, I believe in building a brand that relates to you as an artist, but it's more like just a brand that you could sell to anything. So like what I do is Verde. So like World of Verde, we're going to do a TV show that we're going to start working on. Well, not, it's not going to be, it's not going to start on TV, but it's going to be like that type of vibe, you know, start on YouTube and to hopefully move to that. I want to have my own like Verde champagne, you know, it could be everything, Verde barbershop, you know, it's just like a brand, right? 
so I, that's that's really where I started like going in that direction with jerseys more because like anyone could do it or just like kids clothes like anyone could do it hats anyone could do it but you don't want to just do like oh I just want a CJ Green t-shirt with my face on it you know that's that that limits you that's more niche you gotta have think products that a mass of people will be interested in that's just marketing you know that's actually such a smart idea because you see it all yeah, the bro. time. Like you see it all the time. Every artist, you name an artist, they got their own personalized merch and it's just their name or their band or their group and it's their head on it. And if you have no and it's idea- cool. Who, it's cool. It's cool to do that. Yeah. But, but if you have no idea who they are, you'd never buy it. Because- you wouldn't buy it. Yeah. And even the people that do know them, they might not buy it because you don't want just some random, like some dude you support's face on your shirt. Maybe not, you know? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I think that's just too niche for me. And then the other, and the flip side is like, if you become someone like Drake, then like you're so recognizable that everyone's like, oh man, you don't need a Drake face on your top. Like it's not necessary. Yeah, they know his name. So, so it's like, so yeah, I, like I think that's a really good idea. And um, to be honest, I think Kanye has done a fantastic job, like with the Yeezy. Oh man, Yeezy is like the, the king of that. And, and yeah, like they, I say Jay Z is up there, both of them. They're, they, I mean, they're both like, what, Dr. Dre? They're both uh, billionaires. They're all billionaires for a reason because they did it the right They're smart. They outsmarted most the average person, you know? Do you know the cool thing about Dre is they were beats, but they were by Dre. Yeah. There was like yeah. almost like a special, like it was like all yeah. it did was attach a name to one project just a little bit. And even yeah. if you don't know who Dre is, the actual headphones were so good that everyone bought them. Oh, of course. because Yeah, they're awesome. And it's just like it became like the cool thing. So even if you like like a different headphone better, you know, like there are some good other good headphones. out there. like Bose makes really good headphones, in my opinion, especially since I fly a lot. Like I like the sound canceling. And it's nothing on Dr. Dre's headphones. I think he does have some that sound cancel now. But even back then, it's like nobody would buy Bose. Like business, maybe just businessmen and stuff like that. But, like, they're going to pick Beats just because it's cooler, you know? Yeah, so it it helps to have that swag with it, man. Like, if you could m- make your own brand and still tie in, like, who you are as an artist or whatever you do, like, then that just, you're just killing everyone because they're going to choose you. Yeah, yeah, they are. And then you don't have to wait for collabs. Like, you don't have nah. to wait for a Nike collab or anything like that. You can just do your right. own. You don't have anybody telling you what you can and can't do and you just... Put your oh own yeah, stuff. yeah. It's it's way better being your own boss. You can wake up at twelve in the afternoon, whatever you want to do. You know, we probably don't recommend that every day unless you're you're going to bed at twelve at night. Like if you're not hustling <laughs> and you're waking yeah. up at twelve, it's gonna be rough. See, I, I go to bed a lot, like three or four in the morning. I get back from the studio. I mean, I still I have uh when I back when a uh, school year the school year just ended here, so my son was in pre K. And I would get back from the studio some days at like 3.30, 4 in the morning. And then I'd still wake up at like 6.30 to take him to school and make sure, you know, he was there on time. So, yeah, definitely. I definitely recommend sleep. Like hustle, hustle. But I definitely recommend more than two hours of sleep from personal experience. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, one. I feel like one thing that is underrated is how much work it actually takes to be an artist and especially an independent artist. Oh, yeah, man. It's ridiculous. Because I, I don't even have a manager right now, you know? The Shout out to Damon Campbell, though. Great PR. He, he's, he's my PR. One of one the two. I have uh, Lost Boys, Trustin, and Damon Campbell, man, up in New York. He's the one that put us on, man. How do you know him? I actually just hit him up. I literally just messaged him out of the blue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, okay. 
and yeah, I, I messaged him out of the blue saying I was I was interested, and so we've been chatting away. He's been really great. So Damon Campbell, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. Oh yeah, he's dope, man. He was uh, down here in Atlanta with me. He didn't it's for it was All Star Weekend when I was with him. Yeah, he came to Atlanta with uh, one of his clients is a boxer, and they were both down here. Oh, Dan, it was dope. Do, do you know the boxer? The boxer? Yeah. Like, do you? Yeah. Do, do you know his name? Oh, man, what was I want I want to shout out his Instagram name. Uh, we'll we'll tag it in the link. Yeah, I don't know it off the top of my head, man. Um, hit up, no, to tell know. you what, hit up Damon Campbell if you want to find out. How about that? Yeah, go right. go straight to the source. Yeah, hit up his PR. There we go. I think to be honest, I'm just I'm just fucking with you. I I can't, If you ask me, we're like, who's? Right. This? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know that name. No, I know. Yeah. I should know. I should know. I should know, man. I mean, we we're having it. I was only with him for a few hours, but we had a great. He's a great guy, man. I'm pretty sure he's got the hands too. So don't fuck with him. You know, he's probably gonna beat my ass now. Shit, <laughs> I'm gonna get boxed up. Damn, man. Now I'm worried. Got some beef. <laughs> nah, they're 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 all good people. And like everyone that Damon's always with is like good energy, good vibes. You know, he only he only works with like good people. So that's that's something he got going for him, man. You know, you surround yourself with who you're going to be. Yeah. And to be honest, from my perspective, he 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 was really punctual in terms of he responds to messages really quickly. So, oh, that, yeah, that he's, makes he's my life so professional, so bro. Yeah, he's been doing this stuff for a while, man. He's good at it. You know, like, I've had people who I, I email and to be honest, I've been this person every now and again, like, I've missed an email here or there, but I've had people who like say, yeah, 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 we're keen, we're keen, we're keen. And then they're surprised. They're gone. They vanish. It's like a disappearing act. It's unreal. Yeah, man. But- yeah. Because people don't take stuff too serious. Or they like, you know, you got to have calendars. You got to have, even if you have a secretary, man, have somebody that stays on your ass. Have a friend that you can, or have like an angry girlfriend that you can just send them a text. Be like, hey, yell at me in about five hours, you know? <laughs> Do you know what it is? Do you know what I found is the more people you tell you have a goal, like yeah. the more accountable you are. Because I don't know about you, but I ne- I'm really competitive. So I don't ever want to lose. I don't want to ever lose face. So the more people I'm like, I'm going to do this, I'm held accountable because I told all these people that I'm going to do it. And if I don't do it, I look like an idiot. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why I try to not like talk about things until they happen. Just so I don't get in that situation. But that's also a good outlook to have, man. To, it, like, tell as many people as you can so you have to go through with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I like started that. telling people I'm going to make a podcast studio and it it's 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 come, it's come starting to come through. Like, I've ordered furniture and shit. But I had yeah, to. Yeah, man. People. Is that where you are right now? What's it look like? Show us. It, Show the people. Uh, no, that I'm not in there right now. It's not even close to ready. Uh, it's not ready. I'm literally in, in 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 an office. It looks horrible, um, but the I, okay. I, I make it work for now. I make it work for now. But yeah. when, when it's ready, it's definitely going to be up on IG, and it's going to look. Yeah, tight. man. Um, you got to brag about that stuff. Yeah, had to soundproof it, and I, as I've said many times, I'm not a handyman. Despite my beard, despite how I look, I look like I could be. <laughs> I'm into that shit. I'm not yeah. into manual labor. Let me let me talk to someone. But manual yeah. labor, no, thank you. Mm, yeah man i know what you mean i like doing like yard work around the house but like foundational stuff i don't know if i would i built like a what like an inside studio before but like fixing like pipes and stuff like that i would rather trust somebody because i feel like if that goes wrong that's really bad you know i'm also gonna get real angry at some point like i'm just gonna be like i'm like 
I'm just going to use brute force. I'm going to break it. I'm going to make it way worse than it is. So I'm better off just getting a professional rather than yeah. you know fucking everything up. Right. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's funny, bro. Yeah, How- you got to work on your anger, man. You need some counseling, bro. You okay? Uh, see, the thing is, I'm not actually an angry person. I just, like, when <laughs> it's more for myself, like, I'm annoyed at myself. Like, that's the, okay. that's what I'm like. I'm like, oh, I feel like I should be able to do this. And then I'm annoyed and I'm frustrated right. and then I'm pissed at myself, but I'm not pissed at anyone else. Like, it's not right. like, yeah. I, I, yeah, I said angry, but I'm I get more frustrated than anything when I'm like, this is what I want to achieve and then I can't do it. And then, like, someone has to be like, it's okay, Aaron. Like, nah, for sure, like, man. Don't be so hard it's on good. yourself. It's going to be all right. That's when you bust out that Bob Marley. Don't worry. about <laughs> it, man. Yeah. I'm going to be straight <laughs> on the phone to you, man. And I'm going to be like, I'm yeah. annoyed again. You're going to have to help me. Right, right. It's good to have <laughs> friends, though. Because, like, when I do big projects, I always just have a couple of people I'll tell, like, man, I need your help, man. I can't do this by myself. I, I'll give you some pizza, I'll give you some weed, whatever you need, man. But I'm not doing this by myself. <laughs> oh, definitely. I definitely have those. Uh, like I tell them literally, I'm like, this is what I did. This is like what's going on. And I just, yeah. you got to let it out. You got to talk to somebody about it. Otherwise it just sits in your head. Nah, for real, bro. You're right. How was it during COVID, by the way? Like, how was it being an artist? How was it? Because you seem like a guy who's always on the move, always doing the next thing so how was it i was i didn't stop anything bro i was still living my normal life people gonna be mad at me for that but <laughs> i don't know man i'm just I, I didn't let it change my day day like my son was in school we were going to parks we were having a good time plane tickets were super cheap during corona man i, I took a lot of flights <laughs> there was some good deals going <laughs> on man nobody was flying but um but yeah, it was uh, it was all right. The only thing is like, dude, there's no live shows or anything like that, so that takes away an income source, you know. But other than that, I mean, pretty good. I didn't really. It was it was, it was the only thing. The worst part to me was uh, not being able to go to live sports like the, cause for a while. That was that was the hardest part. And did you record? Like, did you record at home or did you still go to the studio? Oh, I still went to studios, man. How is yeah. it like? How's the vibe in a studio versus at home? Like, like I like at home. Obviously, it's not the same thing, but. Is there like do you can can you at least get the feeling up to a level that's high enough at home that you can kind of replicate it? Oh yeah, I can record anywhere, but um, I, yeah, I always go to the studio. I don't, I haven't. I'm building a studio in my office. This is like, but I don't really record in my house. How long have you been building for? Well, I mean, I got the office for the businesses, like the the jerseys and everything. I set it up like it has all the speakers and everything in there. It has like couches and tables and TV and shit. But um, it's just like a room in my office building. And um, I, I just need it. Really, I just need a soundproofer, man, and set up the mic. But it's not it's not really a rush for me because I kind of like having my engineer do everything and go to the studio. So and like I get I go to a lot of sessions where people invite me to go. So it's not like a lot of times I don't even end up paying for it. So it's like, I don't really see the rush. I'm going to like this year, but right now it's not really a rush. You know, it's weird. I was actually saying to my barber yesterday that until you realize, like I didn't, before starting this, I had no idea about like reverb and soundproofing a room and understanding the way like your voice bounces off walls and stuff. But it's like every room I go into now, I can't help but be like, oh, this my voice sounds good in here. Or oh, like, hell yeah. It's so weird. It's like a subconscious thing. It always happens. Yeah. Yeah. You got to understand, you listen, you're talking to someone that uh, recorded fun facts, not 
barely anyone knows. Uh, me and my homies back in Atlanta when we were like 12 or 13, we used to record in an abandoned hospital in Atlanta in like one of the rooms in there. And it was actually one of the ones that they shot the Michael Myers movies in. Oh, wow. Yeah, man, that's where we used to start recording out. <laughs> we recorded in there. Shit, my acoustics sound way better now. <laughs> I definitely am a true believer in acoustic. Yeah, it's like it's like the smallest things you don't realize. Like I had to literally go and learn and be like, the furniture that you choose will make a big difference on ha- whether it bounces. Like it depends oh, on yeah. like like, do you have a lot of hard surfaces? Like, you need to go get a rug. Like, you need to do all these things that soften the room because otherwise you're just going to hear your voice echoing in the audio. Yeah. And I feel like, but to an extent, though, now, like, if you have, like, really good recording programs and, um, like, plugins, you can you can make that, you can kind of, like, make it sound good wherever now because, like, people, you know, people on tour, they'll just bring it to all the hotels they go to and everything and just re- put, uh, bring the... the the filter with that comes on the stand. And um, so you can make it sound good if you have like a really good engineering programs and a nice mic, but it definitely like if, you know, the acoustics are important, you know, for sure. Don't like, if you're building a studio or like what you said for your podcast, it's really important, you know? Yeah. Don't, don't take the easy way out. That's, that's the only advice. Like it's not worth it, especially because yeah, like our medium is audio. Like our medium is audio. So you can't take shortcuts on the audio. Right. It's something you do all the time. You're going to use it, you know, forever. Probably. Well, not forever, but for a long time, you should do it right. That's why I'm waiting. I'm like, I don't feel like doing all that right now. Uh, I got too much going on. Well, how's 2021 been so far? So COVID, obviously the impact is still going on, but it's not as heavy as it was, you know, during 2020. But how is it? Do you feel the difference in Atlanta? Just live sports, man. I mean, Atlanta never really cared that much. Like, people were going to clubs the whole time. Oh, really? To be real. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't know that. You don't well, see, like, the videos on Instagram? Like, I see it, but I, I just the, always assume it's Florida. Stuff. I always assume it's Florida. Oh, uh, no, nah, Atlanta and Florida are about the same. I love it, though. I love it. I love how people are just like, you know. Life is, uh, life is too damn short to live every day scared to go outside. Like, people, I don't know, man. You need fresh air. You need fresh air without masks on. You need to breathe it in. You need to be able to hang out with your friends. You know, people get depressed staying inside all day. Well, it's it's so weird because we went through a lockdown in Melbourne. Like, we literally yeah. were locked in our houses for like three months. I know. It's messed up. It's really messed up. They should. That's like a dictatorship, bro. And we just went through yeah. another one for two weeks. We were locked down. When? Like, literally, we just came out of it. Because there was like, oh, how many cases? Shoot. Yeah, um, mate, it is. So now they're about to start saying that it's round two? Uh, so now they're, now, oh, I don't know. They're trying to get the vaccine going on and, and and no one wants the AstraZeneca one. Everyone wants the Pfizer one, but we didn't buy enough Pfizer vaccines. It's just all over the place, man. All, all I can say is I'm just focusing on, you know, doing the hustle, control what you can control. And it'll did, you get, did you get the vaccine? Did you get no, the vaccine? I'm not eligible yet. You're, but you want to get it? Uh, not really. Like, my, my opinion no. on the vaccine is like... I'm bro, ha- don't get it. I'm happy to wait. I'm going to tell you... So- yeah, I'm going to tell you some shit, man. Don't get it, bro. Don't get it. I'm, that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to wait to get my ass. I'm out here in the open, but don't get that shot. Yeah, don't. I feel like... Tell I'm your friends. Feel. Tell your family. Oh, uh, don't worry. This is... 
this whole thing is just between us. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm saying tell your friends and tell you, but no, tell them, man. Don't get Y'all could be mad at me for this, but I'm trying to help y'all. I'm trying to help y'all. Y'all can disagree with me, but, and that's cool. I, I love, I love talking to people. Like, I feel like people get too mad about about not politics just anything like people have such strong opinions like i could have a strong opinion but if you have a different opinion than me i'm gonna hear you out every time and, and maybe you might change my opinion i don't like people that are too like they, they believe something too much so much that they they won't listen to anything else because then, then like even if you're wrong you'll never know you'll never know like i love being proven wrong you know like I, I like learning new things. Like maybe I didn't have the information, but for the shot, don't get it. <laughs> that being said, <laughs> I, I've talked to a lot of different people about that. I love that opinion. I'm, I believe exactly the same thing. The whole point. Yeah. Like, Talk about it. Like yeah. you don't have to. And there are some things that I disagree with, obviously like really extreme opinions, like ones that go way too far. Like, I think we know what, yeah. what type of opinions I'm talking about, but those general opinions yeah. where we disagree that's okay. Like, just because you and I disagree doesn't mean you're a bad person. If we just right. see it differently. Yeah. And you never know who's right. We're not God. Like, I, we don't know. And even if you do know in your head, like, you don't know for sure, though, unless you're the person that started it, you know? Yeah, I, I feel like it's just, one. sometimes we just got to calm down and stop yelling. Like, I feel like we yell straight away. And, like, you can see oh, yeah. the way people, like, tweet, that like it's all caps like you can say the same thing but just oh bro people people are so emotional nowadays and that's okay but it's like you know it's it's all about what's the best way to communicate imagine if someone did that to you like do you want to be communicated like like no one wants that like just just listen sometimes you've got to stop talking yeah from my experience the people that are yelling like the loudest people in the room that's the one saying the least in my opinion from you know like the people that yell, they really deep down have nothing to say or they're insecure. And that's why they're so loud. Yeah. And, and they're scared of being proven wrong or they're scared of yeah. realizing they're wrong. Because at, at the end of the day, if, if you can be proven wrong, it means that your opinion wasn't like it wasn't the yeah. one to have. And that, yeah. that's, that's what I'm saying. Crazy. I love being proven wrong. I'm down. If somebody can tell me like, oh no, CJ, but you gotta say it in a respectful way, like you said, yeah. like you don't want people, you don't want people yelling at you. But if like someone told you like this, and you were telling me some information, and I, I thought something else, you know, I'm gonna hear you out, and you you might change my mind. I'm not like people. The worst thing you could ever be is hard headed, man. Yeah, it gets people so messed up, and it stops. It hurts you. Like that's probably the worst part is that, like if I was hard headed, it hurts me more than anything else because I limit my learning opportunities. I limit my ability to communicate with others and I limit my real opportunity for growth. Yeah, you definitely do. I was also going to ask you what's what's on for, for the rest of 2021. You were talking about a studio, but do you have music projects that you're working on? Is there anything in the background that's going to come out soon? This is the shout out part, right? Well, I've got one more question after this, but you're okay, okay. welcome to, to start some shout outs. No, I'm just saying, so so I'm actually, the next song, I'm, I'm work, I've been working on the EP, the last three singles that came out. I actually pushed the EP back a little bit, so it's going to come out the end of next month. And um, it's, it's I'm making, because I'm making a short film with it. Shout out Chris Pop, me and him working super hard. We got a lot of people involved. We flew to different locations. We shot in caves and mazes and flower fields. It's going to be, it's like some Kanye West, dark, beautiful, beautiful dark, twisted fantasy stuff. 
going on, that type of short film, man. It's going to be crazy. And, and But the, the next song I have coming out on the 2nd, July 2nd, and it's going to be with Futuristic. Um, shout out his name on IG, Only Futuristic. A lot of people know him. He's a big artist, Futuristic, uh, lives in, in uh, Arizona. And that's going to come out in about three weeks and then a short film after that. So I'm ready for it. Let's go. Well, bang. And by the time this podcast airs, it'll be out. And so if you ain't checking it, yeah, make yeah, sure check you it out, check man. it. Yeah. Sightseeing. <laughs> C.J.Green. Sightseeing. Yeah. Featuring Futuristic. Let's go, baby. I love We're going to have the link. You going to put the link for me? Yeah. Oh, we're going to put the link. We're going to do yeah. it. All. We're going to have it in there. It's going to be ready to go. Uh, make sure you, you definitely check it out. But that actually brings us to the last question. It's the only question I ever plan on this podcast. And okay. I say it every time. And it's probably the hardest question. That's why I have to plan it. Um, Let's do it. If you had to recommend one album, doesn't have to be hip hop, that everybody should listen to and get an appreciation of at least once, what would it be? Oh, man, there's so many good ones. This is like me personally, though, not what I think is like the best for everyone. Yeah, just right? you personally and cannot be your own music, unfortunately. Oh, no, I wouldn't. Man, come on. You think I'm that? You think I'm that? I, no, I, I say it. No, I say it. I say it. Oh, <laughs> I say it because I I've had artists put, say their own music and I've had to All be right. like, no, you can't. So now I say it as a general warning. Fuck, this is hard. Oh, okay. So can I give you like a couple? You can give me a couple, but you got to choose one at the end of the day if you have. Okay. All right, let's go. Kendrick A, uh, Kendrick Lamar, Section Eighty. Um, what was what was that first one of those first Mac Miller albums? No, I like I really like Divine Feminine with uh, Mac Miller and Ariana Grande. That's a beautiful project. I just love the jazz on there, but I'm biased towards that. But Rap, I say Section 80. Uh, I had to stand up for this. This is, this is difficult. Oh, man. <laughs> if we're talking like legendary shit, obviously everyone says the blueprint. That's why I don't want to say that. But um, yeah. Yeah, man. That. Oh, man. What was it? What was the old J. Cole one that I love so much? Like the warm up? What was it? No. Yeah, that was a warm up. What was the first? Ah, oh, shit. Well, that stuff. Uh, it's tough, man. Yeah, I'm going to go with Section 80. That sticks out to me the most. Kendrick Lamar, there you go. That's a good choice. You know, first Kendrick Lamar recommendation I've had on the podcast. So you you came out with something. (laughs) Yeah, come on, man. Section 80, bro. You can't. That album is a whole story, bro. It has this kiss in there and everything. It makes you feel like you're there. It makes you feel like you lived his life with him. But you didn't have to go through it. (laughs) Yeah. But you were there, though. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know the cool thing about that question. That is the only question that got it got CJ up and about. That's how you know it's the best yeah, question man. that I've asked, and that's why it's planned. I can't come no, up with those re- good questions. No, the rest questions. of it, the rest, no, nah, man, the rest of it was good. It's just like that's a <laughs> lot of pressure, bro. I know a lot of artists, bro, and I like that's a tough question to answer. I feel like sometimes I give different ones, but yeah, Section Eighty is the one we're gonna go with today. Well, man, it puts everybody under pressure. Some people are real quick with it. They come out straight away. Like some people I'm blown away. I don't even know the answer for myself. So uh, I'm going to keep that a secret for a while. So um, but but- every time I think I know the answer, I feel like I think of something else. And I'm like, oh, maybe not, though. Yeah. It depends on my mood, I think. Some days. Yeah, right. And then yeah. some days I'm like something else. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that, though. That's the one. 
I love that. Well, uh, right. shout out to CJ Green again. Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, make sure you check yes, him sir. out on IG. Check him out on YouTube, Spotify. Um, and he's got a lot of those different styles. So you're never going to be bored. Um, so never. definitely make sure. And, and hit him up as well. If you're a fan, let him know what oh, you yeah. think. Um, give him some. And f- even if you hate me, even if you hate me, still hit me up and let me know what you don't like about me so I can work on it. And then hit me up as well because uh, I, I always <laughs> love messages. Um, so I'll, I'm like 99% going to respond. So yeah, hit me up. I always love that shit as well. But again, shout out to CJ Green. Um, and you know, he's working on, on a bunch of shit. Um, really, really cool. Guys. Always. Thank you again, man. Thank, thank you, man. You're the best, bro. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the show. Please like and subscribe and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for all upcoming podcast news. Bye for now.